the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers bearing crosses or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed, it is. And a good morning. Thanks for being with us as we start at eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Thursday, the 16th morning of the first month of the year of our Lord 2020. Coming up on the program, Sheriff Richard Jones, Butler County, Ohio. This is a interview we've been chasing for uh, a couple of weeks now. Ever since he responded in his county to the terrible, deadly shooting uh, in um, in Texas that could have been far, far worse than what it was. You do recall a gunman opened fire in a church in Texas about two weeks ago. A hero gunman, or, like, I shouldn't call him the gunman, I should call him the hero who happened to be armed because he was in charge of church security. A parishioner saved Lord knows how many lives, literally only God knows, of the 200 plus con- congregants in that church. How many people he saved by taking out the gunman uh, in very, very swift action. This uh, has sparked a conversation about whether or not other states should follow the lead of Texas, which allows now, in the wake of a previous church shooting in Sutherland, Sutherland Springs, Texas, last year, uh, they passed a law that allows congregants to carry firearms in houses of worship. And that is, that decision made by uh, Texas legislators and signed by Governor uh, Greg Abbott was one that saved lives. There's no question about it. Well, Richard Jones, the sheriff of Butler County, Ohio, said, you know what? Us too. Now, he's not a legislator, but what he is doing is he is offering to train people who wish to be trained free CCW classes to churchgoers, specifically to churches, so that if any parishioners are interested in implementing 
uh, security teams, uh, they can do so in Butler County. So uh, we're going to talk to the sheriff about that. Again, it's a little bit of an older story, but it's one that is still very, very relevant, quite obviously. So that conversation will finally happen at 9.35 this morning. At 10.10, of course, it's Thursday, and that means Dr. Everett Piper, who's got some thoughts on a wide variety of things, including the President of the United States, uh, his attempts and his successful attempts, quite frankly, his action to protect American citizens. Uh, by way of the uh, killing of uh, the Iranian General Soleimani. He's also going to talk to us about Elizabeth Warren and the evil that she could be doing to the American people. And then also, yeah, the LGBTQ Rainbow Mafia creating more problems for people. And we will tell you exactly which people are being harmed by this uh, with Dr. Piper coming up at 1010. So those are the two guests today, Sheriff Jones and Dr. Everett Piper. But we start, of course, today with the news. The somber, sad responsibility that has been foisted upon Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi and the rest of her demon rats in the uh, United States Cong- or, uh, House of Representatives in particular. The sad, somber responsibility they have to carry out defense of the Constitution was played out yesterday. Speaker Nancy Pelosi led what can only be described Truly, as a ceremony, not a sad and somber event in which they are regretful in having to take the steps of impeachment and the passing of articles of impeachment from one house to the other. They held a party. They had more than a dozen commemorative pens made up so that the signers of the impeachment articles can keep them as souvenirs of this glorious day that they have been waiting for. They posed with smiles and giggles with these pens, celebrating their participation. Somebody on Twitter told me they were holding up their participation trophies. Very accurate. Because that's all they're going to get out of this. You can, I think, fairly compare this to a youth sporting event in which nobody wants to get their feelings hurt, so they all get to walk away with participation trophies, ah, the score is irrelevant. What's important is that you played. You played and you tried, and here's your trophy for participating. Right? That's what these pens were yesterday. Nancy Pelosi knows that her reign of terror over the presidency of the United States with this impeachment nonsense ends the moment the Senate takes control of this situation. She knows that hers and Adam Schiff's and Jerry Nadler's, their reign of terror is over, where they controlled the narrative. They controlled the process. They controlled the witnesses. They controlled the evidence. They controlled who spoke and for how long. They controlled what was leaked. All of that control ends when this thing hits the Senate. And they know they will lose in the Senate. So she passed out the commemorative participation trophies to the participants on the Demon Rat side yesterday, last night, yesterday evening. These pens are their trophies. The presentation, though, is what is really even more startling. They walked the articles of impeachment into the chamber 
as if they were pallbearers at a funeral. Did you notice this? They didn't just walk in as a group. They didn't just walk in single file. They walked in two by two. It was, and they walked slowly and deliberately. It reminded one of pallbearers carrying a casket. They were carrying the articles of impeachment to kill the presidency of Donald J. Trump. That's the, I think, truly, that's what the image they were trying to portray was all about. And they did this after announcing, and right at the end of my show yesterday, the news came across who the seven impeachment managers were. Uh, so, so they did this after announcing the impeachment managers would be Adam Schiff, Jerry Nadler, Hakeem Jeffries, Jason Crow. Uh, Val Demings, Sylvia Garcia, and uh, Zoe Lofgren. Now, why do I even bother giving you these names? Why are they relevant? They're not, except for the fact that you need to know this. The impeachment sham over a Ukrainian phone call has always been a sham. And we know this because six of the seven names that I just read to you, who are the impeachment managers, who are going to be in the Senate prosecuting the President of the United States over these articles of impeachment, Six out of the seven went on the record publicly long before the Ukrainian phone call ever happened and called for his his being President Trump's impeachment. They wanted him impeached, not because of a Ukraine phone call, because that call had never happened. They wanted him impeached because of his true crime. He beat Hillary Clinton. He won the election. And that's why they wanted him impeached. It's why they were screaming it literally three years ago. And it's why they're still screaming it right now. Before and long before and after the Ukraine phone call. The Ukraine phone call is just the vehicle for them to present and to perpetrate this fraud on the American people. So understand that about yesterday's presentation of the articles. The gleeful posing with pictures, big bright smiles, holding up their participation trophy pens. Cheese! Yeah, we got it. We, we, we did it. He's impeached forever. They can't remove him from office. They know they cannot win this because this is a purely 100% partisan impeachment. They got zero Republicans to go along with this on the House side. And in fact, three of their own defected to the Republican side from the Democrat-controlled House. Two outright votes against impeachment and one voting, uh, vote of present. So the, the impeachment is 100% partisan, and they know they don't have enough partisan Democrats in the Senate to get this done. So it's over for them. They're taking their victory lap with their little pens now because they know that the rest of this, two, three weeks from now, is going to end in more screaming at the sky. Just like they did when he beat Hillary Clinton, they will scream at the sky again when he is acquitted and continues on his presidency, in his presidency. Brett Baer yesterday covered the signing ceremony of the Glee, and it was a ceremony. Ceremonies or signing ceremonies are supposed to be to celebrate things that are happening that are positive for the country. They claim this isn't something they wish to do. It's something that was foisted upon them. Yet they made it a signing ceremony, and Brett Baer covered it this way. Speaker Nancy Pelosi surrounded by seven House impeachment managers that will make the case in the U.S. Senate in the trial and six committee chairs uh, who dealt with the committee hearings that led to the articles of impeachment, abuse of power of President Trump, and uh, obstruction of the House. 
Uh, Speaker Pelosi now signing these articles of impeachment as they will make their way over formally. Bring back uh, Dana Perino and Juan Williams. Uh, Dana, Dana, the House Speaker today said this is not political, this is not partisan, this is about patriotism. But frankly, it is political and it is partisan. Uh, and it's just the process that we've witnessed over the past weeks. There is, there is no disputing that. No disputing that. It is partisan because not one Republican crossed over to join the impeachment, which Nancy Pelosi herself, as Speaker, said as recently as a year ago that she would never support the impeachment of the president unless it was bipartisan. It has to be bipartisan, and the evidence has to be overwhelming. Number one, it isn't bipartisan. It's all Democrats, no Republicans. So it is partisan by nature. And number two, there is an overwhelming evidence, because you notice when they transferred the articles of impeachment over to the Senate, neither one of them could name a crime. Neither one. This is supposed to be reserved impeachment for high crimes and misdemeanors. High crimes? They can't even identify low crimes. They can't identify any crimes. There is nothing in the United States Criminal Code that is, that is evidenced in these articles of impeachment. Now, I just gave you Brett Baer, who works for Fox News, and you say, ah, well, that's Fox News. What are they saying over at CNN as Nancy Pelosi handed out impeachment pens? Her participation trophies and posed with big smiles holding up these pens as they're trying to say out of one side of their mouth, this is a somber, sad time for our country. And the other side, look what we did. Look what we did. That's right. And this is ceremonial. The one thing I will say, and as we were watching it, um, we are used to seeing um, signing ceremonies, handing out pens at moments of celebration when a president is signing legislation. Uh, when even sometimes, in a rare occasion, but it has happened, when the House sends over a landmark piece of legislation, um, it was it was unusual to see that kind of, um, of ceremony and and making you know handing out the pens and smiling for a picture mm-hmm. in this kind of situation where the House Speaker has bent over backwards to say publicly and privately this is somber, this is not a time for a celebration. Understandable, this is history, and the people who are involved want to mark the moment, uh, but I didn't expect to see that. Yeah, Yeah, I thought that was a little jarring and certainly, I think, off-message because you heard Nancy Pelosi there say, in fact, that this was a sad and tragic day. Even CNN are acknowledging the hypocrisy and the dishonesty of Nancy Pelosi. It's supposed to be sad and tragic and somber, yet... Smile, cheese, yeah. And that's what they're doing. They're smiling and holding up their impeachment pens as if they are trophies, as if they are, you know, symbols of the hunt. You ever, you ever see the pictures in the newspaper of a hunter who bags a 12-point buck? They hold it up by the, uh, by the uh, antlers, by the rack, hold it up and smile, gets in the paper, look what I was able to bag. They're holding up their pens like it's their trophy, like we got them. And they have to celebrate, quote-unquote, Getting them now, because when this thing gets to the Senate, they've got nothing. I got a lot more for you coming up right here on AM 1420, The Answer After This. We don't get fooled again. Bob France, here on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, 
926 now we continue on AM 1420 the answer reacting to the articles of impeachment being signed yesterday in a ceremony an actual signing ceremony by the supposedly somber uh democrats uh and the announcement of the impeachment managers uh, if you thought i was uh, harsh in my uh, description of this and their participation trophies first of all i would question that i would say it wasn't harsh it was impassioned but if you thought i was impassioned or harsh you ain't heard nothing yet I think Greg Gutfeld uh, sounded uh, over the pomp and circumstance of the participation trophy ceremony by the Democrats. Uh, I'm trying to control myself from swearing. That was a freaking ceremony. You have ceremonies to award medals. You have ceremonies at weddings and funerals. This was like a baptism at the Adams family. Did you notice? They had a silver platter for the pens. Everybody got a special party favor, a little pen to take home. We are paying for those freaking pens and for that platter. We and then you see the media taking pictures of the pens. Oh, look how special the pens are! That what that what you saw with that ceremony? They were spackling a turd with gold paint, right? And we are all suckers. We're all suckers for believing this is serious. We know it's a sham. It's oh, it's they say it's historical or it's historic. That's BS. All right. We know this was an emotional tantrum directed at Daddy, who won the election, and they're mad at Daddy. So we have to go through this phony procession. Oh, let's show pictures of the cloakroom. Oh, let's watch them walk down the halls. Ooh, this is breaking news. Let's repeat it 25 times over and over again until I want to blow my brains out. Look. You're going to have a great time the next two weeks. If you're a viewer, okay, and you're watching this coverage, here's four things you got to remember. The media controls the narrative, okay? Look what happened to the five, right? You know, we had, they put the money in the jukebox, we got to dance. Number two, the Dems have been, and the media have been working on this for three years. So this ain't a moral cause. This was a political vocation meant to unseat an election. Number three, they don't hate Trump, they hate you. He's a proxy for you because you voted for him. They think you're a bunch of rubes because you didn't listen to the media. This is their revenge. And last but not least, you've got to store all that anger. And when this is over and when they lose, because they will, you got to rub their noses in their loss till the day they retire. Thank you. you. I would stand up and applaud that if I had been in uh, in that audience. Not that there is an audience on the set, but uh, Greg Gutfeld is 100% right. This impeachment sham yesterday obviously started three years ago. The articles being signed yesterday have nothing to do with the Ukraine phone call. And as Greg Gutfeld said, and I will concur, it doesn't have very much to do with Donald Trump anyway. It has to do with you. This impeachment will be the invalidation of your votes. This will be telling us that we didn't know any better, that we our votes don't count, our votes were uninformed, and this guy is a great big cheat. This is an attempt to, to right the wrong that was perpetrated on them in their minds on November 8, 2016. Trump beat Hillary. That's it. That's what this entire thing is about. And that's why Representative Jim Jordan, who is our regular guest on this program and my congressman in the 4th District here in Ohio, tweeted this out yesterday in response to the ceremony, the conversation which we will discuss with Lev Parnas on uh, on Rachel Maddow's show, tweeted out a little reminder to everybody last night. It doesn't matter what the Dems write with their little pens. Four facts will never change. The call transcript shows no linkage. Of course, he means linkage of uh, aid to an investigation of Burisma or the Bidens or anything else. 
Two, President Trump and President Zelensky both say there was no pressure. Ukraine, three, Ukraine did not know the aid was held up at the time of the phone call. And four, Ukraine never took any action to get the aid released. Yet it was released. Second tweet from Jordan. Between, and this is actually a retweet uh, uh, of uh, what Jordan wrote way back on December 3rd. Uh, Between July 18th, when aid was paused, and September 11th, when it was released, there were five interactions between Zelensky and senior American officials. Aid was never tied to investigations in any of those discussions. Next one, two of those meetings. Again, this is Jordan from December 3rd, going back. Two of those meetings happened after Ukraine learned that aid was paused. Vice President Pence met with Zelensky on September 1. Senators Johnson and Murphy met with Zelensky on September 5. If ever the quid pro quo was going to come, one of these two meetings would have been the time. But it didn't, because President Trump was clear. He wants no quid pro quo. So there are a lot of people out there fighting very hard for the president on this case, especially Jim Jordan. We'll talk more about it as we continue. But for now, we've got news. And then Sheriff Jones from Butler County joins us to talk about defending ourselves via the Second Amendment and, yes, in our houses of worship. That's coming up right here on AM 1420, The Answer. Nine thirty-five. Now we continue on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Thanks for joining us. One bit. Pivot away now from the from the impeachment uh, sham and uh, discuss uh, what is going on in Butler County, Ohio. This is directly related to that shooting in White Settlement, Texas. You recall from uh, about three weeks ago, a shooter at a church in White Settlement, Texas, was taken down by parishioners with guns seconds after he began firing. What could have been an absolute massacre. Uh, there were 240 plus parishioners in that, uh, uh, in that church that day. Uh, was limited to just two fatalities, and that is, of course, too, too many. But the uh, shooters who rose up with their guns and one particular who was in charge of quote-unquote church security, a volunteer, saved countless numbers of lives. They would not have been able to do that had it not been for a law passed by Texas Governor, signed by Texas Governor Greg Abbott in response to another shooting that took place in 2017. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick in Texas referred to that law during a press conference in which he said uh, that the passage of that law directly saved possibly hundreds of lives in that church. Now we move to Butler County, Ohio, because this is something that Sheriff Richard Jones takes very seriously. And Sheriff Jones had an announcement. Uh, literally, literally, uh, just after that particular event happened, a couple of weeks now, we've been chasing this interview with Sheriff Jones to say this is what he wants to do for anyone interested in protecting their congregants in their churches. He joins us now on AM 1420, The Answer. Sheriff Jones, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm good, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you coming on with us. Uh, we've been trying to track you down for a little while now. You're a busy man, so I appreciate you finding a way to squeeze us in to talk about the announcement you made at the end of December, uh, and an offer that you have extended to churches. Can you tell us about that? Sure. After this shooting that took place in Texas, there's been other shootings in churches and synagogues, and it's just one's too many, but it appears this is going to be a regular thing throughout our country, and you can't be like an ostrich with your head down in the sand. Uh, Most churches, not all churches, have security. Uh, but there's a lot of churches that do not. So what I came up with is that we would offer free concealed carry permits 
and train those uh, church members how to get their, uh, so they, when they're done, they can get their permits. Um, and at that point, we're also going to set up security, show them how to set up security and set up a security program in their churches. A lot of churches, what they do is they go ahead and they encourage uh, police officers or law enforcement to carry their weapons to church and be armed. It's sad that we have to do that, but you just can't have people carrying weapons in the church you, uh, in Ohio uh, if, the, if the board or the uh, uh, ministry, the lead of the churches, says it's okay, you can carry firearms. So what a lot of churches are starting to do now is we're helping them set up a training program to where they can change, change the outcome. And we've had over 200 uh, people sign up within just a few hours. Wow. We've had calls from other other counties, other states, other law enforcement agencies. It's just common sense. Come on. And and it's sad, but you cannot, if it wasn't for that one good guy with a gun in that church that was trained and had security um, and shot within six seconds, it would have took 15 minutes or longer, depending on where your church is or what's going on during the day, before the law enforcement can get there. There would have been multiple uh, killings in that church and it's really sad but you got to stand up we got to be prepared and what the other side wants to do is take your guns away they don't want you to have guns they just and the bad guys the more regulations they put on people you know where you can have guns the bad guys will always have guns they don't they don't get permits they don't get light uh, checks uh, to see if they can have them they either get somebody to buy them for them or they steal them so we got to be prepared. We're training the peoples in the church um, as long as the church approves that they can do that. And we're helping them set up church programs that are security and armed officers. I, I want to mention also a lot of churches, most churches, all, you know, what God says, you're supposed to help those who, who are, are the downtrodden and need help. And that's all great. And I support that. But some churches, what they do, like this church in Texas, this guy was familiar with the church. And the setting to the church, what he done is they cut his money off and cut his goodies they were giving him. They'll give him food and money and clothing. Sometimes they'll even take him home with them. And we try to encourage the churches to be very cautious before you bring these A lot of these people have mental illness. They have violence in their life. And the only thing they know is when you stop feeding them and stop giving them money, they get angry. And apparently that's what this guy done in Texas. You know, that's a great point, uh, Sheriff. We're talking to Sheriff Richard Jones of uh, Butler County. Um, by the way, the one thing that's really inspiring and heartening about that Texas thing, you mentioned one good guy with a gun. The good news is, if he had missed, uh, according to the reports, there were seven good guys with guns who all drew and were ready had uh, uh, that uh, uh, good Samaritan uh, and, and church defender not been able to subdue him within those six seconds, as you pointed out. So that's the good news. Uh, what I want to ask you about here in Ohio, though, is, again, in Texas, uh, they are they are celebrating the passage of the law that allowed those guns to be carried in church. Do we have laws on the books here that prevent that in Ohio? We have laws on the books here. If the churches approve it, uh, they can carry concealed weapons into the church. Uh, the same is with uh, uh, carrying ar- arming teachers or uh, school personnel in Ohio. If the school boards uh, want to go ahead and support it, they can arm uh, school personnel, which I support, properly trained, to also be armed in the schools. Uh, it's the same thing in the schools, these school shootings. Um, if, if you don't have school resource officers, even if you do, 
if most places can only afford one, somebody that's armed uh, law enforcement, and the kids know where that person is, they're by uniform, they see him. Uh, we had a, a school shooting here, and we had several people shot, and we had a school resource officer. It does not stop it. An armed school personnel that they don't know who it is, the kids, it's sad, but they are also trained. But in Ohio, if the school board approves it, they can do it. And the churches, the same way, if the churches approve it, they can carry a firearm in the churches and have security. Yes, sir, they do in Ohio. Sheriff Jones, have you received any pushback? You did correctly describe what the quote-unquote other side wants to do. They do want to disarm us. They don't believe in the Second Amendment. They want people to be sitting ducks while they sit in their pews. And, and uh, you know, if uh, if they want to carry out terrible crimes, uh, you know, they want them to be defenseless until the police arrive. As you say, could be two minutes away, could be 15 minutes away. But any in any case, dozens or hundreds of people could be killed in those situations. So uh, what, what, what pushback have you received about the idea of arming persons? Uh, uh, Oh, I always get pushed back that I'm an NRA guy, that uh, uh, I always get pushed back anytime that any anytime you stand up. But remember, these people in Hollywood or these these uh, high ranking people that are in political office, they have armed security. They have paid armed security and they live in gated communities. Uh, Regular America doesn't live in gated communities. We don't have armed security. You better be able to at least. I encourage that uh, 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 all teachers should have to go through a firearms course, all teachers in all schools. And the reason is they should be a good witness. They should be able to tell where gunfire is coming from. If there's a gun on the floor and, and, and you should be able to understand, hey, so you can be a witness. You can say how many rounds were fired. Was it automatic, semi-automatic? And uh, the left has went so far. First thing they'll say is uh, you're a straight right winger, but Listen, I'm law enforcement. I stand for the Constitution. I'm sworn in to the U.S. Constitution, the state of Ohio Constitution, and I support the Constitution and the Second Amendment, and that's, that's, that's in our Constitution. And I was being interviewed once by a, a station from England, mm-hmm. and they asked me, they said, why does America have such interest and love of guns? And you know what I told them? I said, because of you. Uh, I said, that's right. American Revolution. I said, you came in with all these fancy guns, fancy uniforms, cannon, and I said, all we had were squirrel rifles because our guns were all taken away. We weren't allowed to have guns, and we'll never again have that. And they are so dumbfounded when I tell them that because I know a little bit about history, and and it's the same way now. If our government, if certain people got elected, they've already said some of the people running for president, they will go door to door and take your guns, period. And well, with the new, with the new, with the new Democrat control government in Virginia, I'm sure you're watching that very closely, right, down there I in Virginia? Watched. Yes, that's how it starts, and they take them just in this area. Uh, you're not allowed to have guns or sticks or bats here. Pretty soon, it'll be expanded. You won't in that state. You won't be allowed to have anything. And uh, this is this is from the governor there, who's a strange guy anyway, and he has issues of his own. But we won't go into that on your radio show. But and if they can have it. This guy that was running for president, Booker, and several, most all the candidates, to include Biden, said they're going to take your gun. That's right. And, and if they got in control, they would. They would actually come and take your guns. But I promise you that as the sheriff in my county and other sheriffs that I know, we're not going to go take anybody's guns away from them unless you've committed a crime or you're about to commit a crime and we have a court order to come get your gun. Uh, that's a different story. 
if you're going to kill somebody or you're threatening to kill somebody, you shouldn't have a gun. But we can't just go take citizens' guns. That's what is in our Constitution. That's what's in the Second Amendment. And there's a reason for that, because history has a tendency to repeat itself, sadly but true. And if you look at Iran and Iraq, and if you look at these countries, the Iranians are protesting. They have no guns. They have nothing. And what the, the, the uh, Iranian government's doing, they're killing them, just shooting them and killing them, and locking right. them up. Nobody hears from them anymore. Not that our government would do that, but if certain people were in charge, we'd have no guns at all. But those people still live in gated communities and have protection, just like the movie stars that are against guns and hate guns and gun violence, they say, but all their movies, they're, they're shooting and killing and blowing things up. And it's kind of a, a weird situation. Kind of a mixed but message here, here, isn't it? it? Hey, it is. It's, it's pretty simple, though. But here in Ohio, um, we're, we're good shape. We got good government. And uh, we got the Speaker of the House, Larry Householder, and he keeps our gun rights safe. Great guy. Well, you know what? Let me, let me, let me, if I, if I can, let me get one more question in here before our time is up, Sheriff. Uh, we're talking to Sheriff Richard Jones of Butler County. Um, do we have good government? Because our governor is support. I just had a, a really interesting debate slash discussion with uh, uh, the uh, chair of the Ohio Republican Party, Jane Tinkin, about this. Our governor, Mike DeWine, is still supporting legislation that is very, very similar to red flag laws in which people can say that if I feel like somebody in my family is a threat, uh, uh, then I can report them and then they've got to hire a lawyer and go to court and prove that they are still uh, um, uh, uh, capable of owning a firearm safely without harming themselves or others. It's a very dangerous thing when people can report non-crimes to the government and have your Second Amendment rights taken away from you based on somebody else's opinion of your state of mind. Here's, here's what happens with that. It, has, it can't be just done by go- Governor Edict. It has to go through the House and the Senate. That hasn't happened because it'll be a it'll be a, a strong uh, pushback. In the end, uh, Larry Householder and the President of the Senate and the Republican Party uh, supports the right to have your firearms. Again, if somebody is threatening to kill somebody, we we get a court order ourselves. We don't need a law change, and we'll take their weapons away, um, and which we should, <laughs> but. You can't just take people's guns and knock on their door and say, hey, you got to give your gun up. That won't pass in Ohio, and nor would I support that. I would hope it will not, and uh, and I really appreciate what you're doing me. there. I appreciate what you're doing there for churches and helping them establish security p- protocols and, and training people in uh, carrying CCW and uh, and making sure that they can rise up against a threat that may, uh, that may come up against uh, themselves or their parishioner, fellow parishioners, their families, and more. Uh, Sheriff Jones, it's really, really God's work you're doing to help defend people. Thank you so much for your time this morning. I appreciate you and your listeners. Stay strong. Pay attention. Yes. Yes, sir. Stay strong indeed. Thank you, sir. Sheriff Richard Jones, Butler County. Love the guy. Absolutely love the guy. It's the second time I've gotten a chance to talk to him about similar situations, but in this particular case, in response to what happened in Texas, uh, there there can be no other response, right? There, there can be no other response than to look at what happened out in uh, White Settlement, Texas, and say, that's the way to do it. A threat came in, could have killed a dozen could have killed two dozen, could have killed 200 by the time the police arrived. It's a shooting gallery in there. Nobody's shooting back. He could have just mowed them down row by row in those pews. But instead, 
He fires twice, and before he can fire a third time, he's got one in the head, thanks to an armed parishioner who is in charge of church security. And that's what Sheriff Butler is doing for all churches and places of worship there in Butler County. I hope it is something that is um, picked up by other other uh, uh, churches and other law enforcement personnel in other communities here in the state of Ohio. All right, 9.50, we'll get a time out here. If you want to get in, before Dr. Piper comes on at 10.10 this morning, this is the time. Dial it up, 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110, right here on The Authority. Now heard through downtown, through greater Cleveland, on 102.5 FM, it's the Bob France Authority. Simply the best. Larry Elder doesn't understand the criticism of Trump's decision. The Iran deal gave Iran a pathway to getting a nuclear bomb. The deal did not cover their development of intercontinental ballistics, nor did it cover their... I got time for two or three phone calls here before the top of the hour. And Dr. Everett Piper, for his regular Thursday visit, we'll go to uh, Carol, who is in Bedford on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Carol. Go right ahead. Hi, Bob. Uh, The thing that made me really realize that I should be armed is that saying when seconds count, the police will be there in minutes. That's right. and I thought about that a lot before I decided to get a weapon, and I did, took lessons, and I mean, it's really true how fast somebody could knock down your door and shoot you, and you have enough time even to call the police, let alone wait for them to be at your house. Another another way to describe that, Carol, and you're so right, when seconds count, the police are minutes away. And that's not disparaging the police, it's just that they can't no. be everywhere at one time. So another way that I've heard that is, we carry guns because carrying policemen around is a little bit too cumbersome. Uh, they're heavy. So, because so that, that's true. If we all had right. our own personal protector, if we could all carry our own policemen around with us, or walk with him everywhere, and he could defend us with his weapon, great. We probably wouldn't need one. But since we all can't have our own personal police officer, that we can piggyback around, then we got to carry something that's a little bit lighter, and that's why we carry weapons. Right. Yeah, that's if you could even get to a phone, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's house. that's yeah. And, and how even if you're carrying one, even if you're carrying your your cell phone, right. you know, uh, uh, you know, how, how how long does it take to dial nine one one, get an answer, tell the dispatcher who you are, where you are, what your problem is, and then get somebody on the road out toward you. Then the travel time, et cetera, et cetera. So you're hundred percent right, Carol. Thank you so much for the call. Uh, James is in uh, Lorraine County. James, go ahead. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Good, sir. Good. Yeah, I agree with your last guest. He's uh, he's correctly the answer about uh, being in England and answering that it's because of you people in England that we carry guns. That's right. I, I imagine that most Americans would answer the same way, that they have that, the natural right to uh, own a gun. And that's what the Constitution pretty much spells out before the Second Amendment being uh I'm yeah, studying no, the Constitution, you know, Bob. And that's awesome. And I wish more people did, James. And, and you're right. And, and that history, you know, that the sheriff brought up and you're echoing, uh, is, is so incredibly important. We have to remember when we needed guns, it wasn't to fight off a foreign power in the, in the, in the Revolutionary War. It was to fight off our own government, which was the crown. 
Right. I mean, we, right, we, right. We, we were being oppressed and we, we were being victimized. That's right. And when I say we, Tyranny. I mean, you know, you know <laughs> colonials were being victimized by the, the tyrannical yeah. British government. We had to fight back against our own government, which is why the Second Amendment reads the way that it does. If you know, I can make that, another comment. Yeah. I, I'd like to, like to send out unsolicited thanks to your show and uh, Hillsdale uh, College, EDU. And uh, if more people could get our right to the Hillsdale site, especially the people in Tehran. <laughs> um, and, t- and take those free, on- free online courses on the Constitution, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's what a lot of people don't know. You know. You're studying the Constitution. Anybody can study the Constitution with a free online course from Hillsdale College, which is where my daughter is a freshman. I'm so proud and happy to say, by the way. Uh, but, yeah, anybody, they offer a free Constitution course online. All you have to do is go to hillsdale.edu and, uh, and sign up for it and study it just the way that James is doing. Um, Sandy in Middleburg Heights. Go ahead, Sandy. Um, I'd like to quickly comment on the events we had to watch with Nancy Pelosi and crew yesterday. Uh-huh. That was bad enough to watch. But I also saw or heard the comments that um, CNN and NBC reporters were making. They equated that to a religious event. They used the word sacred, and um, oh, I can't even remember. I had a visceral reaction, and it reminded me of what Dennis Prager always tells us, and that is that the left treats government as their god. And that was such a emblematic of it yesterday. I heard I heard what you heard, Chris Matthews and others calling it sacramental. They said yes. it over and over again that this is sacramental, yes. and they compared uh, um, Pelosi saying Donald Trump is impeached forever to being uh, uh, just like a priest is ordained and is forever, uh, yes. you know, you know, yes. holy. Uh, yeah, yes. they did. You're right, and Prager's right. They do. They worship government as God, and that is that is uh, indeed a large part of what the problem with the demon crowd, democrat crowd, is. Uh, they do worship a false god, and it is themselves. Quite frankly, they worship government, and they are government. means they worship themselves. They see themselves as deities. Thank you so much for that call, Sandy. We're going to get news now, and on the other side of the news, Dr. Everett Piper joins us. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 